welcome to Josie's Bar, the podcast and bar in which we have lots of issues. We also have issues of Daredevil. We have issues anyway, <laughs> but we have we talk about issues of the comic Daredevil one at a time over approximately twelve and a half years. I'll keep saying it: twelve and a half years. We're going to be doing it's this. Gonna, it's it's going to be forever, and you know it. Yes, until our deathbeds, <laughs> we'll talk about Daredevil <laughs> issues. <laughs> I'm Claire, and obviously joining me as always is my co-host Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Yo, yo. And we have the most special of special guests this week. No pressure <laughs> to our special guest. Um, but it is our listener, Daniel. Hey. Yay. Thank you, Thank you for coming on, because you have been awesome, Daniel. You've sent, like, so much feedback and, like, so much interaction on the Facebook group, even though we don't post there very much. And we really appreciate it. And I was really happy that you were able to come on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And it's it's such a cool thing to do. And it's just been fun to kind of go back and look at these old issues and, yeah. you know, put one at some of it and kind of comment <laughs> on it. So it, it's been fun. And you're also wearing, although our listeners can't see, you're wearing your awesome Save Daredevil uh, con T-shirt. Yeah, that was uh, it was a lot of fun. I kind of basically did an entire weekend where I just ran from like virtual con to virtual con on the Save Daredevil. It was kind yeah. of cool to do they, live interviews and stuff with the different actors and stuff that were on the show. It was pretty cool. They did such an amazing job. Like I wish I could have taken part in more of it, but like like those guys, they did an incredible job. I managed to get a swag bag um, from it, and I've watched a lot of stuff after it. I couldn't watch a lot of it live, but those guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. So it goes to show you that like a convention can be done, yeah, like virtually if need be, yeah, absolutely. which is actually very good for accessibility needs. Yeah, just definitely. Gonna, just just gonna put that out there. I, w- I wonder how much it will affect like conventions going ahead in like the next few, like the big conventions, you know, like San Diego, New York, you know, all those kind of ones. Oh, I I like, have going no ahead doubt in the next the, few years. Well, San Diego, like San Diego, kind of did most of their stuff virtually this year anyway mm-hmm. um and i think they'll probably end up streaming most stuff yeah i would imagine um because why not yeah absolutely absolutely it, it really kind of feel like a, a con when i was doing it you know where they you know you were kind of sitting on like a live youtube panel and then they're like okay this is starting now and you had to like run over to like their discord page and then you ran over to trivia and stuff so <laughs> i, I kind of had like I guess con fatigue while you know sitting in front of a computer is kind of interesting. <laughs> but no, but no risk of con flu. So Vicky and I are, are experts in con flu, aren't we, Vicky? Con crap. Ugh. Yeah. Like, and we, I just, whenever we went to cons, we'd always get sick afterwards. Yeah. Although I used to get like, especially May MCM, I'd get sick before. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get pre-con flu you and end like up building it. up your immune system before you go. <laughs> It's pro- it was probably me infecting everyone. It was you. You're, you're, the, you're the outbreak monkey. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, so this week, well, first of all, I, because I forgot last week, what's everyone drinking? We're at the bar. Daniel, what are you drinking this week? Uh, I, you know, I thought I would break the, the trend and actually have an alcoholic beverage, but I don't. Um, it's kind of early in the afternoon, so um, we're just drinking water right now. Uh, trying to hydrate we're we're kind of in the middle of moving houses so after this we're you know loading stuff up so i'm hydrating up oh yeah keep keep hydrated (laughs) yeah Yeah. definitely i i feel like we won't have anyone any guests that have an alcoholic beverage until tammy comes on (laughs) i think she's gonna break that trend uh vicky what are you drinking uh well as it's gone dinner time i have a peppermint tea oh you've cracked <laughs> out the strong stuff oh, i have <laughs> minty and i'm drinking tesco's diet cola which it says on the bottle is classically refreshing uh, there are, uh, I, there I, are I, other brands of, of cola available yes there are many other brands <laughs> <laughs> but this one is diet cola and i don't agree i think this does taste very much like a a cheap brand cola it's not that great yeah there are other cheaper colas i've drank and they taste a lot better than this one but it the, the little the little one's the best one the aldi is particularly nice i think mm. uh, so this uh, week we are discussing oh actually before i do that daniel i was going to say to you what is your history with daredevil because obviously you went to save daredevil convention 
Um, mm. I know you're a fan of the character, but what is your history with the character? When did you start reading it? Is he your favorite Marvel character? Um, yeah. Um, the first real introduction I had to him was probably the, the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, amazing. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, which is such a horrible, like, introduction because it's <laughs> such a corny, like, appearance from him in that show. <laughs> yeah. Um, his dialogue is, is priceless. <laughs> and he was voiced by Edward um, Albert in that cartoon. I remember that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the voice. But, uh, yeah, it was a very, like, booming, iconic, you know, no one actually talks like that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you like the um, Ben Affleck movie? Now, careful what you say in front of Vicky. Sorry. La, 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 not listening. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was okay. Um, it, it wasn't my, especially for the time, like uh, 2003. I think it was kind of appropriate for the time. I think they were kind of still filling out superhero movies mm-hmm. and, and some mistakes, and you know, kind of going for it. But at the time, I thought it was pretty good. I actually thought Ben Affleck did a pretty good job. Um, just some of the story stuff was a little eh, but um, I'm not quite sure why they wanted to like make him into Spider-Man in that movie while he was like yeah. leaping like. Air, but other than that, you know, it, it was okay. I think the director's cut's definitely better. I think it kind of fills in some of the holes. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think like it was very Spider-Man. I think that's just because you know the Sam Raimi Spider-Man had done so well. I think they were like, this is what people want. Make make another one. This Daredevil guy, yeah. and it's like, well, he's not really <laughs> Spider-Man, so you know. But I I agree. I thought it was it was fine. And then obviously you read the comics as well. Yeah, um, I, I'm a big comic book guy. I've been since I was a kid. So um, I was actually reading like Marvel comics before, uh, probably well, probably about the same time I like kind of discovered the Spider-Man show. Um, but it wasn't until um, I kind of picked at the the Bendis Malieve run a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't really like fully dive in. I love Malieve's artwork in it, um, but it was actually the Brubaker Lark run was the the run that I jumped in um i remember i was being in the comic book store and the owner gave me like a it was like a daredevil saga it was almost like a little kind of like brochure for kind of like summarizing basically the the ben assembly run up to that point mm. and the and the michael arc stuff and it kind of was leading up to the lady bullseye arc and then oh, i picked yeah. up the first few of of that arc um i think it was like issue 111 and then that was the first time i started really picking up the book monthly and then fell in love with it um i love the character um and then kind of i went backwards from there and read all the you know the Benda stuff and frank miller and all of that and it kind of just expanded from there nice. um but he's definitely right up there i love his characterization um to me i think he kind of epitomizes the kind of the marvel way of these kind of like flawed human heroes um where you know not only is he you know a blind superhero a disabled superhero but that has to kind of overcome that disability and make it a strength Mm -hmm. um but he also has like all the complexities of his personality and um where he's trying to be a good guy but sometimes he doesn't make all the right decisions and he's kind of battling some mental issues and depression and all the stuff that's happened to him in his life so he's just a very complex human character that i really like and i really like character driven kind of stories so this is kind of right up my alley and i love all the you know the noir kind of stuff and mm-hmm. you know it's very versatile you can go kind of dark and noir but you can also do very light and swashbuckling too you know yeah. so he's just a very versatile interesting character yeah like the the mark wade run compared to like the um bendis run are very different yeah you know i no, i totally agree and even though we do mock mock my boy matt a lot on this <laughs> podcast I do love him. <laughs> you do. You do love him. And be prepared for me to mock him a lot in this issue as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do love our boy. So this week we are discussing uh, Daredevil issue number 12, Sightless in a Savage Land. This was released on New Year's Day, 1966. Um, wow. and, and this is the, the um, synopsis from Marvel Unlimited. Usually I just do a couple of sentences but this one they've done like the entire plot so strap it (laughs) so this is going to do our job for us okay the man without fear takes on the plunderer infamous pirate of the high seas but what has brought the plunderer aboard a cruise ship and where is he planning on taking matt murdoch as daredevil matt saves wild man kazar from a carnivorous plant of the savage land it's like the whole plot (laughs) that is like the whole plot pretty much um 
so this is an exciting issue because the story was by Stanley. The layouts were by Jack Kirby. First appearance of Jack Kirby, first of all. Yay! The legend. Yay! <laughs> Lettering was by our buddy Sam Rosen, who we love. Yay! <laughs> and <laughs> introducing John Romita as the illustrator. Nice. Who nice, nice. did work on Daredevil. John Romita Jr., very famously, also did uh, illustrations for Daredevil. His son particularly with Frank Miller. So I, and I'm going to say it now, I love, 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 love how John Romita draws Daredevil. I love it. Yes. Like the action. It's yeah. so beautiful. I love this. I have so many favorite panels and I'm just like, oh man, I, I just love the way he draws him. So I, I needed to, to get that out of the way first. <laughs> so, so last issue, we kind of discussed a lot about... And I, I was telling my colleagues at work about this because they, they, they're really into it now. They're like, what happened in Daredevil this week? And I'm like, right, guys. OK, so Matt, Matt has decided to leave the law firm because they need to pay the rent. And so he's like, the only way we can do that, the only way Karen and Foggy will be able to follow their hearts is without me, which I'm like, Matt, you're talking crazy, boy. I don't know what you're talking about. But not only does he decide to go on holiday, he's going on a cruise. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, of course. Of course, it yeah. makes perfect. Just, I just really just, want to know where he's getting all the money for this. <laughs> like, I know. Like, he's going on a cruise. Yeah. Presumably, he's going to be paying rent for his two apartments. Well, I'm just uh, like, maybe pay the rent at the law firm. Yeah. Rather than, like, just this whole, like, the whole kind of, like, first couple of panels were just like oh, so, oh my god i was like oh my so hard. god because my like, favorite thing at the start and i'm sure you like this as well vicky is matt is walking <laughs> away to go on holiday <laughs> he's going on holiday and <laughs> karen and foggy are acting like he's died <laughs> because <laughs> foggy, like is, <laughs> foggy is like watching him go and he's like he was the best friend a man could have but now there's nothing to come between karen and myself <laughs> It's like, apparently, like, I was like, Matt, my darling, you, you'll never, if only you could have seen I know, me. She's like, you would have loved me if you could see me. I'm like, well, Karen, your self-esteem is pretty low. If you think you, you have just looks for you, going for you, like, come on, Karen. So I, oh, I laughed really hard at this first page. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what you thought, Daniel, but I, I love it. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's it's just the 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 shallow soap opera to like taken to extreme, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's just a, a Matt just being so like Matt about. <laughs> about it. He, I put the like, Matt throws throws a pity party for one. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's the whiny emo piss baby that oh, we know and love. I love. There it. he is. <laughs> it's it is so soap opera because it's like, oh, I must. I must leave the emotion I miss. You know, he's like the emotion I mistook for love was merely pity, pity for a man without sight. He it's went like, like full on. He went like almost full on Kylo Ren for a moment. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no one, like, no oh. one, no one can out Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. <laughs> but just that whole like angst. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But we we love yeah. the angst. It's great. Like I don't watch soap operas. I don't need to because I read this comic. It's great. <laughs> Uh, so Matt, um, this is interesting because Matt is talking about like how you know law is his first love. He can't go through life as a costumed adventure, adventurer, um, but he can't you know he can't throw all those long years of study down the drain. So it's not like he's like I'm giving up being a lawyer. I'm just going to be daredevil. You know, it's um, the first thing he loves is law and helping people. But he's obviously. He says later in the issue, you know, when he's Daredevil, he that's when he feels free. He feels like he is himself because he doesn't have to pretend. So I like that we get that little nod at his kind of duality in this issue. Oh, it's the first time we've really had that as well. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, that whole sort of, like, the real kind of angstiness about about how he's feeling about it now he's been Daredevil for a little while. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love I really it. Love it. The, the little bit kind of in the in the top corner of that page where he talks about you know having to like kind of put up a pretense of like truly being blind and mm. it's it's just kind of 
interesting kind of like conundrum that he's in where he really is blind, but he can, you know, he has the heightened senses. Oh, like, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of pretending he's blind, but he really kind of is blind. You know, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of an odd mm-hmm. situation where he's, he's in, you know, where he can't, you know, pretend to be sighted, but you know, he's really not fully blind either, you know? So yeah. it's kind of, he's not, too, he's too he's, blind he's, to be sighted and he's too sighted to be blind. He's not right. conventionally blind. Yeah. Well, it's right, also right, right. a lot of people where people are blind, and I think the way they're writing the comic at this point is like, if you're blind, you're blind. You can't see anything, you know. Whereas yeah. a lot of people who are legally blind can make out stuff. There's, you know, bl- you know, there's a lot of degrees of blindness. Whereas I think in the comic at this point, it's like you're either blind or you're not, you know. And um, but as a character, he. You're absolutely right, Daniel. He can't really pass for sighted because we've sort of seen in the, in, you know, in the Netflix show he did at some points, you know, try to pass for sighted, but he can't like make eye contact and things like that. Um, and there's right. certain things he wouldn't be able to do. Um, whereas, but he can't, you know, he has to pretend to be blind, conventionally mm. blind, because he has his radar sense. So like, you know, he is, he's too sighted to be blind and he's too blind to be sighted almost. So he's yeah. in a in a weird position, which must be particularly as at this point he's not sharing it with anyone. It must be like very lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. agree. I'd agree with that. What did you guys think of this panel? Because this is one of my favourite panels. I'm gonna give a little a little toot toot to, which is um, Matt looking out the window and there's the floating heads of the previous villains, plus Karen and Foggy. <laughs> I know, I feel like Karen and Foggy, like, in the right hand line. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, the memories, so many memories. It's like, you're not dying, Matt. You're okay. <laughs> like, it's, you're just going on a cruise. Calm down. <laughs> He's leaving his life behind, Vicky. <laughs> I like the little floating cat man head. Like, yeah, that was, that, that, that was, I think that was my favourite bit of that whole panel. I just imagine Connor, Connor seeing this panel and being like, God damn Matador, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, uh, man. And he like zones out so much that he suddenly realises the ship is leaving in five minutes. It's like, talk about shitty timekeeping, Matt. Jeez. Yeah, it's great. He's like, obviously, like, he's so busy going into his memories. And I... We get him changing, obviously, into Daredevil. And I I just, I don't know what it is. I, I love the panel where he's pulling his mask on. And that's the one where he's saying, Daredevil thrives on. And he's holding the glasses. I just love the way John Romita draws him in the Daredevil costume. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know it what was... it is. It's just so clean. And yeah, I just, I, I, I love it. I'm a really big fan. Yeah, I was trying to kind of I was going back and when I first looked at it, I thought it might have been like the inking, like the shadows, like kind of like the distinction between kind of like the the black shadow areas on the costume and then the red. Um, But I also think he gives them a little bit of kind of like more muscle definition. So that gives you that kind of like more of like kind of detail into it. And I don't know, like you said, I think it really pops. He's not as much of a like solid color, like a solid kind of I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I have loved uh, the art Wally Woods. Um, in yeah I uh, like I love Wally Woods art um, but there is de- like there's definitely more um, definition mm-hmm. in this issue to like his body yeah mm-hmm. yeah I really like it it's great and I, I just like the way he draws action as well I just I it's just yeah. very I, yeah I, I, I love it um, and and I love the fact that he this is when he talks about you know he feels alive when he's daredevil this is when he feels free because he doesn't have to pretend and he's got prometheus unbound yeah i love he's doing a little (laughs) flip in the air like a little cannonball it's great (laughs) um i also like the mention because we do like to keep an eye on his tech um and at this point Mm -hmm. he's got his clothes in a bag it's not like his weird little hood bag he had before um like his little backpack (laughs) <laughs> his wrinkle material his, yeah his wrinkle free material I, I, it's like, I, I he's going on the cruise that. and that's all you're taking like yeah. you're taking your suit oh no he that's did it. say he sent his bags ahead of time ahead of him uh, before okay. he went into his his dream state where he was seeing all the floating heads he said that he sent the bags ahead oh the, that's the right ship. yeah that's right. after he'd been to the travel agent on the way home yeah <laughs> 
Suzuki was like, I, I want to go on a cruise right now. Right now. <laughs> like, oh, okay, <laughs> sir. Half an hour, do you? Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, and one of my other favourite panels I have to mention is him landing on these two cars and saying, uh, yeah. Cable, I love you. <laughs> 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 I oh, sent that was... to Brad and Tammy out of context, and they were very amused by it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. I, I just, I really like it. I just love that he's, yeah. I, I just, and I, I love that he's like made it across town in three minutes. Oh yeah. Yes. There's like the other like, side of Manhattan. There's a lot of like exact <laughs> stuff. Yeah, because like, like Hell's Kitchen is like right in the middle of Manhattan. So I know like New York isn't that, but like wide. <laughs> It's more long than wide, but like it depends where this ship is going from. I would imagine it would have gone from like the tip, like you know, the bottom yeah. of Manhattan, but I don't know. But I mean, this is why he loves his Billy Club cable because it gets you across Manhattan in three minutes. Um, and there's a lot of like exact timekeeping in this issue, like uh, you know, yeah. at one point it's like exactly five minutes later, and then it's like <laughs> exactly this long later. It's like wow, like someone's it's like no more, no time. less, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so he manages to arrive at the ship in time, and one of the passengers asks the captain if they might run into the plunderer. Bah, bah, bah. Bah, bah, bah. Um, I have to give a little mini toot to the lady who's wearing a red dress and a red turban in the background. Is it a turban or is it like a, a beret with a veil? Oh, a beret with a. I've never heard of a beret with a veil. Yeah, like a kind of like 50s. Is that what you wear to like a, a French funeral? Oui, oui. A French wedding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I thought like she she's one of my toots. Oh yeah, I like her. Outfit. I think to be honest with you, I think she's my only toot this week. There's yeah, this this is. I mean, she might be my toot. I can't actually remember if I put any others. Um, so we see the plunderer and his crew. This guy, <laughs> the plunderer. <laughs> this guy, every single panel of him, he's gnashing his teeth. I was like, dude, you're going to damage your teeth doing that. You're going to grind your teeth down. Your dentist something, will not be pleased. Something I did notice, though, is that as like the issue goes on, when he kind of sheds his pirate hat mm-hmm. and he's just kind of in his green suit, it's oh, if you've ever read any like uh, um, Iron Man from around this, this era, mm-hmm. he's just Tony Stark. Like They just basically use Tony Stark's <laughs> face. Tony Stark if he was uh, pirate. Oh, like, yeah, so, yeah, he does seriously. look quite Tony Stark. Like, yeah, I know, like, I know late, the run you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, there is very kind of, uh, there was a couple of panels where he's kind of doing his crazed pirate face. Mm. And I'm like, that could have been Tony's face lifted straight out of Demon in a Bottle. Yeah, like that famous image of him looking in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like. Um, and then, and then, of course, later on, you you find out that he's actually like uh, an evil genius, uh, yeah. you know, an evil, a, a sort of you know technological engineering rich boy whiz, and it's like Tony. <laughs> <laughs> he got Tony got bored one weekend and decided to be a pirate. <laughs> and I just, but this whole like the fact that he actually gets like his little gang to dress up like pirates. I so. <laughs> I love, I kind of love the plunderer because I love that he's a guy who's like, I'm a, te- I'm a, I'm a genius, but I want to be a pirate and I'm going to make everyone like cosplay with me as pirates. Yeah. And I love that his crew are like, oh, I can't believe he makes us dress like pirates. Oh. Like having a moan calls, about it. I love them, it. He calls them lovers yeah. all the time. Like he's, he's got like, he is fully committed yeah. to this whole yeah. pirate. He's got his stick and he's like going for it. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, this is like, he's like LARPing, you know, it's great. I love yeah. it. And he's like, I, love I am, it. I am batshit insane and I am living my best life. So what? I'm a pirate with a ray gun. So what? <laughs> so what? And I'm, I don't I'm care, a pirate. it's historically accurate. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pirate with like a proper pirate ship that transforms into this sleek submarine. <laughs> it's, it's like pretty oh. amazing. Like, yeah, Danny, was... what do you think of him as a villain, this guy? Oh, he, he's just so over the top. <laughs> um, but I guess maybe that's kind of the point. I don't know, like, trying to, like, draw a connection between him and, and Matt as far as, like, you know, because they're both very extreme personalities. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they're putting on a costume and kind of just going out and just kind of doing their thing. 
So it's it's just I guess it was kind of an interesting kind of parallel with them where you know they're they're kind of putting on this outfit and kind of like you know have this guise and they're doing it to kind of you know do what they love and be free and you know kind of you, you know kind of like you said you know live the best life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, live their life. My well, uh, one I, of my I, colleagues at work has has never read Daredevil. And she was like, she's never like knows anything about the character. And this was week, you know, weeks ago when we were starting the podcast. And she was like, tell me about him then. And I said, he's he's a Catholic. He's a Catholic who dresses as the devil. And he's a lawyer who's a vigilante. And she went, is, is he OK? <laughs> I was like, no, no, he's <laughs> no, not. no he's um, not. <laughs> because it is just like uh, you're you're right. This is like such a weird um contrast between like being the pirate but being this super tech genius as well and like it's such a contradiction and like matt matt as daredevil is just full of contradictions as well i just like i I, i'm not gonna lie this is my least favorite issue that we've covered so far like like i i really didn't like this issue but i loved how out there the plunderer was like i love him mm-hmm. he's just like he is fully committed to this i yeah. like i'm you know it's like yes i i can i can make this amazing high-tech sleek looking submarine but i want to be a goddamn pirate so yeah. i'm gonna be a goddamn pirate <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just i am all about that it's like yeah yeah you go mecha pirate you yeah. go yeah he he rode well, he rode that. pirates of the caribbean at disney and like fell in love you know <laughs> Um, but i like how like his his you know the the land lover pirate like accent like it waxes and wanes like throughout the issues so like he's attacked like it's full pirate mode and then he's just like talking to daredevil like on his boat and then it just like completely disappears and then it just like comes back and he's talking to the men so it's like it's completely just like a show you know (laughs) it's it seems to be like when he has his pirate hat on because <laughs> yeah. when, when they're just like when they're just like chilling on Skull Island, he's just kind of like you know, eh, you know I'm I'm a rich dude from from America. He just yeah. decides to be a pirate one day, but then he puts his hat on and he's like, oh, <laughs> that's why it is like cosplay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so good. I I love the plunderer so much. Um, and I'm just I'm really sad that he was in such a shitty issue. <laughs> Well, I mean, I will say I have issues. I have issues with this issue, um, <laughs> but my issues more relate to what we will get to in the next scene because I've written in in my notes. Meanwhile, dot dot dot, <laughs> because we go to the Savage Land and this is when we go into the kind of Kazar story. Is it Kazar? Yeah, Kazar. Yeah. Um, who's so Kazar? I've never never liked this character. I don't know what you guys think, because I don't know how much you've read. I've only ever read where he's turned up in Daredevil, or if he's, I think when he was in like the X-Men cartoon, maybe, I feel like, or he was in X-Men comics that I read. I don't know what you guys think of this character. I I don't like Tarzan either, (laughs) so I really (laughs) don't like this guy. And I don't find, I don't find like, like this kind of character very interesting. Uh, the only tar- Tarzan I have got any time for is uh, Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> or, or George of the Jungle. <laughs> oh, if this was George of the Jungle, that was a dead which George is, of the Jungle crossover. Uh, that would be which great. is actually like such a deep movie, but I won't go into it. I'll send you the link. <laughs> to oh, why. I, worked, I worked for Disney when George of the Jungle came out. I, I know. <laughs> yeah like it's yeah on so many levels but yeah anyway but i the whole tarzan thing i can't help but feel uh, with anything kind of tarzan related that there's a certain amount of like cultural appropriation that goes on oh yeah yeah absolutely. because you've you've got this white dude (laughs) living in the junk like it's just it makes me uncomfortable on so many levels Mm -hmm. unless it's alexander skarsgård mostly naked in which case like that's fine um you're so shallow vicky you're so shallow i i i know um but yeah i just i think if kazar wasn't in this issue i think i'd like the issue a bit more me too i think so it's Um, like two separate completely different like stories going on and it just and the way they kind of tried to mash them to i yeah i just i 
this issue is going out the window at the end of this. <laughs> well, I might love it. So there. And Daniel might love it. Uh, Daniel, what, what are your thoughts on, on this, like this character and sort of how how he kind of features in this story? Because this is where the story kind of suddenly takes a left turn, even though we had wacky, you know, pirates before. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, the, the issue kind of starts off a little wacky where, you know, it's it's that kind of Silver Age contrivance where, like, Matt gets on a boat and then someone just happens to mission the plunderer and then, like, five minutes after they're out of the harbor, <laughs> he just, you know, attacks that particular ship. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just that is, you know, it, very Silver Age wackiness. Um, but Kazar, like, I really haven't... Like I said, I really haven't read much with him, um, just kind of when he's appeared in, like, Daredevil or the X-Men. Mm. Um, I know Stan Lee has said uh, a lot of times that he was a big fan of both uh, Jules Verne and Edgar Rice Burrow, and it definitely comes through hard in this uh, in this issue with yeah. the Plunderer, kind of, kind of like a, a Captain Nemo knockoff, and, um, you know, Kazar basically being Tarzan. Um, you, you're definitely right. It's... It, in. in really even Tarzan as well. Like it hasn't like aged like super well, um, you know, with just kind of like the whitewashing with some of it. Um, but he's just, he's there. I don't think there's a ton to like latch on to his character here. Um, just, and we may get it a little bit more next issue when I think mm-hmm. it kind of delves into questions a little bit. Um, but here he's just kind of like a stereotypical kind of like, you know, me, Tarzan, you Jane kind of character. And there's not much more to like latch on to other than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. But yeah, it was, it was, I, I do agree that this issue is almost kind of like two different stories and they're trying to kind of like butt them together. Mm. Yeah. And that yeah. is just like, it, it was kind of like it got sort of towards the end and it was like, right, I'm just going to like smush these two different stories together and hope that some shit sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Which it, is, it works. Yeah. I, mm. I I do like the panel where Kazar is hugging his saber tooth cat Zebu. I do it's, love it's Zebu. A, it's, a, it's a person hugging a cat, and that's like that's one of my favorite things to do is hug my cat. So I was like, I'll yeah. give you that, Kazar. You know, you got a kitty. Yeah, um, I, I do I do love Zebu. I will I'll give you that. You know, he, yeah. he is awesome. He is the star of the show. Yeah, Zebu yeah. is the best. He's a good kitty. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, like as well that, that Stan Stanley does a little apology. <laughs> Yes, shame face Dan. Shame Dan, which says there's a little apology which says, personal note, if this dialogue seems a bit corny to you at times, please remember it is merely a loose translation of the original guttural swamp dialect, a tongue which very few of us majored in at college. Shame face Dan. That made me laugh. <laughs> I love when they have like little editors things in it like that. It's great. Yeah. So I mean, you can definitely they're having a blast like, making it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You can see how much they're enjoying it. Like, yeah, I, which which is great. You can see, like, yeah, they're just enjoying doing their work, which, you know, I love, and it mm. really shows through. So mm-hmm. Daredevil is on the ship, and he's fighting the pirates, um, including making a lifeboat land on some of them. So I was like, oh, well, they're dead. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> like, that's a you know. giant lifeboat. Um, but d- doesn't he say something about like, isn't this designed to save lives or something? Um, and then just drops yeah. it on them. Yeah, and then he's like, that boat up there is designed to save lives, right? Well, I'll put it to that use right now. It's gonna save mine, and then it lands yeah. on them. And it's like, it's not like they're under it and they're trapped. It's like pinning them. And I was like, well, th- they have multiple broken bones and broken ribs and punctured lungs so they, <laughs> they're de- you know they they did they did <laughs> yeah um so uh the plunderer decides just to take daredevil as a hostage because he is a man of spirit and skill and therefore more valuable than any treasure and we get a little bit of the plunderer's backstory where he monologues that he was born lord parcival plunderer parncival plunderer which he has to be a villain with that name it's great and this is when we get the other sort of exact time frame, which is that when the ship turns into the submarine, it says within a mere 160 seconds. <laughs> I like I like that they timed it. It's great. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and Plunder and Daredevil have a dinner date. Brown <laughs> chicken. It's great. <laughs> and this is where he's speaking not like a pirate he's because he's taking a yeah obviously he is yeah. taking like he's he's cash yeah so. <laughs> as plunderer 
I was I really hoping for him to have like a full like Captain Nemo like type of of motivation where you know mm-hmm. it's people are you know polluting the world and the seas and we have to stop this and I'm fighting against it and yeah no and then it was just like a oh well they laughed at my design so now I'm going to show them <laughs> yeah which seems to be common with a lot of the villains so far as like. Yeah. You know, they laughed at me. Like the Matador is like, they laughed at me, so I've sworn revenge. And yeah, know. that's because you're you're stupid. <laughs> 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 but they do. Uh, the, doesn't Daredevil mentions Nemo? Yeah, he really. does. There he is does. a Nemo. So, yeah, and he's, he's Can, straight up a Captain Nemo like yeah. analogy. Yeah. Can I just point out something? Like this is. I think this is just before this happens. Like since when? Is Matt able to sense ancient vegetation? <laughs> yeah. Does he sense ancient vegetation. Like the, when they when they get <laughs> off the um, the boat and they're like, oh my god, Skull Island's on fire. Oh yeah. Um, and he's kind of he's like, oh my god, some of the you know this vegetation hasn't been found on Earth for like millions of years, and it's like, how do you know what ancient like dinosaur era vegetation smell like how do you know Matt? well when he was in law school he took at summer school he took classes in paleobotany well just and then he's like and he's like oh my god this you know this place is ancient i can i can um i can sense it i can smell it i can smell like how ancient. it's like how do you know what the cretaceous period <laughs> smells like matthew seriously it's, you know it yeah <laughs> I just, I was so, I, I had to, I had to get up and walk away from my computer for a moment when that happened because I was just like, what even? I just this imagine him just like going more and to more like, ridiculous. yeah, I, I'm just imagining him like going to like the local natural history museum and being like, can I sniff some fossils? Can I? So I know what the Cretaceous <laughs> period smells like. I don't know. It is funny. It's like, you know, they need him to comment on the fact that it's super old, I guess. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's right up there where he's, like, sensing, you know, oh, I sense this person is noble or, you know, or just or something. It's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I smell evil. (laughs) It's like, okay, what does evil smell like? I think it smells like Axe, Axe or Lynx body spray, personally. That's only because yeah. we used to work for the company that made it, isn't it, Vicky? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. still don't understand why, like, England is the only place where it's called Lynx. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand. Yeah, they call they call Axe Body Spray Lynx in the UK, Daniel. Okay. We have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Uh, so the plunderer basically says that when they reach Skull Island, either Daredevil swears to serve serve him or die. But when they turn up to Skull Island, um, they go under Antarctica and they see <laughs> Skull Island, which is in flames. And so the plunderer is kind of distracted. So <laughs> instead <laughs> of like killing Daredevil, uh, the plunderer is like, ah, oh, damn the swamp men, I'm going to kill them all. And Daredevil was just kind of standing there like, OK, shall I, okay. Shall I go? <laughs> like... <laughs> Let me just go and sniff some more vegetation. <laughs> And this is when Zabu and Kazar attack and Daredevil fights Kazar. And I love, I love, I love, I love because it's such a great character thing. He tries to reason with him first. So <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work. It's like, those, like, like, stop, like, I'm on your side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friend. It's great. Because that's, that's Daredevil. You know, I love it. He, he will try and reason. It's like when he fought um, Namor. Um, it, you know, he tries to reason first and then he just he just fights as you know to defend himself basically um so all the pirates run away so the plunderer prepares to shoot kazar but kazar throws a little rock at him and then the bullet accidentally goes the other way and hits the explosives and there's a massive explosion and causing for the first time daredevil to lose his radar sense and my panel of the week i think you know which one the pa- my panel of the week is going to be. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, when Kazar launches himself at all the pirates, and it's literally like him from behind. It's like open <laughs> crotch shot uh, as he launches himself at the uh, at the pirates. I was just like, yep, yeah, that's my panel of the week. <laughs> of course. Just like, of course just, like the, just like the dick punch was a couple of issues. Oh, I, I need to... I, I could predict this from now on. 
It's like, where, where's the panel that shows a butt? That will be Vicky's panel of the week. I just, I just, but I think my panel of the week, it's my panel of the week this week because that panel didn't need to be that big. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> like, there's, there was no need for that. Um, but it was like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna draw Kazar's uh, butch, <laughs> butt and perineum um, really big for everyone to see. Yeah. Um, like he's taking out all the pirates, and I was just like, yeah, that's my panel of the week because that was <laughs> it was so unnecessary. That whole angle and the size of that panel was so unnecessary. You I'm have to like, reward yeah. it. Yeah, I do. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will put that entire description under it when I post it on the website. <laughs> Your reasoning butt. why. <laughs> yeah, Kazar's butt and perineum. So, uh, Kazar and his kitty run to the cave of Kazar, and Daredevil struggles to his feet, and he realises his radar sense is gone. Uh, and now he's really blind, so he gets hit in the arm with a bullet, and then he kind of collapses on the ground near the fire. And then Kazar swings in, and I love the way this panel is drawn. Again, like I said, I like the way John Romita draws action. I just love the way this little panel of Kazar grabbing Daredevil, swinging on the rope above the fire. I just, I think it's it's really cool, the way it's drawn. Um, and he tends to Daredevil, and he slowly gains respect for him. What I found a little bit strange, though, was that, like, he's Kazar's already spoken about, um, like, the X-Men, Mm-hmm. basically and how he kind of misses them and he's a bit lonely and stuff and it's like it it took like for for Daredevil to basically be kind of like left for dead at the end of this issue for Kazar to realize that he is wearing a an all-in-one red like jumpsuit and mm-hmm. cowl and looks a little bit like <laughs> the x-men he's like <gasps> he's scarlet like, witch <laughs> but he's kind of but it's just kind of you know when daredevil was trying to reason with him yeah he it was kind of like you know it's it's really obvious that he's not a pirate maybe um, it's, it's because really he was so of... angry still at skull island being burnt like he was you know seeing red literally and figuratively yeah it was just that that whole thing just seemed a little bit strange to me that it was kind of like oh so now now you only realizing that this dude is dressed all in red who looks like you know a, a masked vigilante kind of thing who kind of looks like the x-men yeah it was just a bit weird for me fair enough i was i just kind of took it as kind of like a heat at the moment kind of thing and yeah. then like once away he was like wait <laughs> hang on wait one of Kazar these things not like the others <laughs> yeah exactly uh so zabu guards daredevil while kazar faces audrey too from little shop of horrors to go and get some juju berries because this this plant is basically going feed me and it's great Rim. i love it feed me i love it it's like and I, I, to be fair i did start calling zabu battle cat oh battle cat <laughs> He is very battle cat. You're right. He just needs he's just, stripes. He's just the wrong colour. Yeah, he's the wrong colour. Yeah, and so, yeah, and Kazar is is kind of he man as well. You're right. Yeah, with like the loincloth yeah. and the yeah. I used to have a toy battle cat and he man. I don't know where Me. they are anymore. I wish I still had them. Me too. Yeah. Um, so Zabu leaves the cave to go and rescue Kazar from this plant, and so meanwhile. A little shadow creeps into the cave, and we get the shadow of Margor, Margor, last of the deadly ape men tribe. Ba ba ba. Ba ba ba. And Daredevil still unconscious on the floor. So this is a wacky issue. I I took several um, screenshots of the issue out of context and sent them to Brad and Tammy and said these are from the same issue. And they didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. There's a lot in this issue. So let's talk some tooting and some booting, guys. So, Daniel, you can go first. You're our special guest. Uh, yeah. um, this might be controversial, but I think I'm going to toot the plunderer's outfits. <gasps> I just, Ooh. I think... I think it is a bold choice. Um, he's just, you know, it may not work, but he's trying his best to make it work. <laughs> he's just, he's just out there living his life. I'm going to toot the plunderer's outfit as well, but specifically when they're having dinner and he's in his green outfit without the hats and the rest of the weird. paraphernalia. 
it, it was it's like a um a multi-purpose outfit because mm. when he takes off his his pirate hat and his you know his buckley swash and all the rest of it he's just like a dude in a green suit yeah i like it i think it looks very classy <laughs> well done plunderer well done plunderer <laughs> so what's your what's your boots going to be of the uh, of the issue um, there was one of the privacy bank find the issue. There was, I think I'm going to boot the pirate that gets kicked into like the, like exhaust funnel on the oh, ship. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a plaid, like shirt with like, sus- like cross suspenders. I don't know. It was a, <laughs> yeah. it was a very odd combination of, of things going on with the outfit. But there's like, so Daredevil knocks him into the funnel, but then there's a guy in the next panel who's wearing like the same outfit pretty much. I think it's a different colour, mm. but it's the same. So mm-hmm. is that just their pirate uniform? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I, I agree though. I don't, I don't really like it. I also don't like the guy that's the pirate that's kind of wearing like a bandana and he's got an eye patch. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that was very like, taking the whole piratiness um that kind of bit further (laughs) yeah he looks like he should be at treasure island in vegas yeah instead of on the plunderers crew because the plunderers are classy dude yeah okay cool um what about you vicky what's your toot and boot because i think i think mine are pretty much the same as daniel i will say a i do like the ladies outfit on the ship but i do think i like the plunderers outfit more and I'm also going to boot Kazar's outfit because it's just a little pair of pants, and I'm like, put some, put some yeah, like we have we have some feelings about little pants yeah, little on pants this podcast. On <laughs> um, so I am going to, I think I'm definitely going to toot the the fancy lady, mm-hmm. the fancy French lady. I'm going to call her yes. um, on the ship because she was like, she went old school, going off on a cruise kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah gentlemen prefer blondes look which i was really down for um and i think i'm gonna toot i'm gonna have to toot the fairy loincloth because oh no vicky i just no because oh no just no on so many levels you're gonna boot it obviously yeah i'll boot it yeah 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 it's it you know it's yeah it's not a good look um okay So what is everyone's favourite panel of this issue? So I've mentioned a few of my favourites. Um, I think my overall my overall favourite is Matt looking out the window with all the little floating heads. Because I just <laughs> like that it's like, oh, look at all the memories of the first ten issues. It's, it, I love it. It's great. Uh, what about yeah. you, Daniel? Um. I, I think my favorite panel is Kazar jumping on the back of the dinosaur and trying to like yeah. ride it like a a bronking bo- uh, like a bull. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even mention that. He like tries to ride a T Rex. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that whole kind of. And then he's like, "Damn it!" Yes. <laughs> the T Rex like, runs away. <laughs> it's and just, then he, he calls it brainless perfect. one. Because it won't listen to him. Yeah, you're like, all right, calm down. Yeah, aw. Like, walking along, and he just jumps on his back and tries to ride him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. That's great. A bit and Vicky, we know your panel of the week. Uh, yeah, you do. Yes. Yes, you do. Absolutely. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, the, uh, I, yeah, it was, a, it was, that's a no brainer for me. <laughs> so. So, Vicky, you've already made your feelings clear that you think this <laughs> this issue should be thrown out of the window of Josie's bar like a certain Turk Barrett. Um, yeah. Oh, so, Daniel, what would you say about this issue? Would you like to throw it out the window of Josie's bar? Would you like to add it to our vault behind the bar where we keep all of our best issues? Or would you like to just kind of throw it under the bar so it can be used to maybe mop up spilt drinks and vomit later? Uh, I think I'm kind of on the middle of the road on this one, so I think I'll just throw it on the floor. Um, I like how, I mean, it's a crazy issue, and like you said, it's it's just so many random things that they're trying to, like, string together. But I do kind of like how Stanley is just going, like, completely wild with this one and taking him out of the city and just 
going for like basically every, I think every adventure story that he liked as a kid and trying to like mush them into one story. Mm-hmm. So he's like taking 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and he's taking Tarzan and he's taking like Skull Island with like King Kong and just like, you know, you've got dinosaurs <laughs> and stuff. So it's like he's kind of taking all of his favorite like movies and just kind of like mushing them into one. So it, it's kind of it's just so wacky. It's you can kind of, I guess, appreciate it for just like his adventurousness of it. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I think Where as well. He's... Like, oh, go on. Sorry. Oh, no, you can go ahead. Um, I, I don't like the Kazar stuff. And I should say to Vicky, I know I said this was the first of a two parter. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's the first of a three-parter, I believe, if I remember right. (laughs) Um, I I don't like the Kazar stuff. I don't like him as a character. I just find him boring. But I think he is more interesting in the next issue. Um, But in this issue, I'm like, "Mm, no. I love the Plunderer. So it's it's balanced out. So I'm going to have to say, I think we put this under the bar. I'm sorry, Vicky. I don't oh. think if there wasn't the plunderer in it, if if there wasn't Kazar, I would say put it in the vault. If there wasn't if there wasn't the plunderer, I would say throw it through the window. But the plunderer is just so fabulous. He, I like, I'm you know, I'm not going to lie, he is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, I just just the rest of it, I just can can get on board. That's but if you want to put it under the bar, then that's fine. Okay. All right. I'm Perfect. glad. I'm glad we can agree on this, friend. It's going under <laughs> the bar. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say I, I am intrigued by the ending of like him like losing his radar and kind of having to like find his way without the radar. Um, it's just kind of interesting in the last few issues how much like prevalent it's become. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. You were you were talking about like the, the letter columns, and apparently that was kind of one of the things they were debating on was um, like how much they should give like descriptions on like how he's sensing things and hearing things. And I think the general consensus of the readers at the time was to kind of get rid of all of you know the over explanation on how he's you know sensing things. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. the radar kind of became like a umbrella of like well it's just his radar and that's how he's doing everything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of become like just in the last few issues where it starts like, you know, seeing through walls and, you know, getting more like definition. And that's kind of like how he's navigating now, as opposed to like in the early issues where it was more like what he was hearing and what he was smelling. Mm. So it's it's kind of interesting to shift where it, you know, the radar is kind of like becomes, you know, kind of an excuse for everything, you know, where he's. You know, when when they need him to be kind of quote unquote sighted, you know, they just oh it's the radar. So it's just kind of interesting on how it's like over these just these few issues how it's kind of evolved. Yeah, well, I, don't... Like, I, I guess a certain amount of it as well is that you know we're twelve issues in now. Do we really need it explained every single time? Right. How he how he yeah. does stuff, kind of thing. Like we don't really need that anymore. If you've been reading from, you know, at what point do you stop bothering? explaining it in such detail uh, because it's like if you haven't read the previous 11 issues then oh well <laughs> you'll just have to you'll just have to figure it out do you know what i mean it depends on the writer as well because some writers really use the radar in different ways and i mean mm. obviously show it visually in different ways but they do use it in different ways some some i feel like use it a lot more like i feel and I haven't read it for a while, but I feel like in the Bendis run, they did, really didn't talk about the radar much. Whereas in the Wade run, they do a lot and they show mm. it. Um, I haven't read the Bendis run in a long time, though, but I feel like it's it doesn't really come up a lot in that. He just does stuff and you just go, oh, it's because of his radar. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it depends on the, the, uh, the writer as well at the time, what they need. Basically, what they need it to do. It does, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like it's it, it waxes and wanes. It can be kind of as, as powerful as it needs to be or as weak as it needs to be, kind of mm-hmm. like just depending on the situation. So it's a little bit of kind of a block crutch. Um, 
it's just it's kind of interesting kind of going back in the these old issues and kind of seeing you know yes they're being floored by having like a blind superhero but at the same time there you can tell they're like i think overconscious of okay well how is he doing this and how is he doing this and mm-hmm. you know it's it's kind of interesting to see how they were handling it yeah whether mm-hmm. they were like over, over explaining or just kind of like well we give them this magical radar and that you know explains everything yeah that does everything yeah exactly um, yeah, it's one of the things I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they, I'm looking forward to Vicky seeing how they, how they deal with it, you know, um, and ha- I really feel like in these early issues as well, they're really getting to grips with who this character is, so you still have yeah. things like you were saying, like in the letters where, we were talking about it before we start recording, where in the letters this week, in this, this issue, sorry, there was like people being like, stop giving him tech, you know, and stop making this, like, we like, you know, and stop doing this, and, um, you know, and make sure he stays blind, because obviously there was the storyline we we had a few weeks ago where he went to maybe get an eye op to, you know, get his sight back and all this, and it's kind of cool seeing that, because they, it feels like they are, they obviously do listen to the readers, because over time he does lose a lot of the tech that he has, which is, I'm not a fan of the tech, I think it makes, you know, I, he doesn't need it, you know, I like he's, mm. he's just a boy in his stick. That's what we want. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I, I like the fact that in these early issues, they still are getting to grips with who this character is and what defines mm, yeah. him, what makes him different to all the other heroes they have. Um, and I think that's really cool, like rereading it. Mm-hmm. They're definitely kind of throwing a bunch of stuff kind of against the wall and kind of mm-hmm. seeing what sticks works yeah. and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's great. So this issue has gone under the bar, joining last week's issue. Uh, but Vicky, would you like to know what's happening in the next issue? Of uh, So no spoilers, Daniel. The next <laughs> issue is called The Secret of Kazar's Origin. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. What are your What are your predictions? Um, I reckon, like, because I I'm not familiar with this character, mm-hmm. um, so I am going to say that his origin story is like some sort of Tarzan esque bullshit. <laughs> um, is is what I'm gonna say. Um, but maybe something to do with the juju juice as well. Oh, okay. Like I don't know. I just like I I I I'm not ready to see the last of the juju juice. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say. Fair enough. Maybe we'll be so bad at the bar. <laughs> so, we'll be both yeah. drinking juju juice next week at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, um, thank you. Like, it was so cool to have you on, honestly. And thank you for all your support with the podcast. We really appreciate it. And you've been like our, our championing fan. And it's 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 been really great. We really appreciate it. Um, it's and like our, our, very own, our very own cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously yeah. you're coming on again, which I'm excited about. Yes, uh, looking forward to that. And yeah, this is just, it's, it's great fun. And, and, you know, I really appreciate you guys doing it. It's always fun to kind of check in on the Facebook page and kind of get just a fun conversation going. So thank you guys for having me on and for, for doing it. Thank you. You are so welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, can people, uh, like, do you, do you do anything you would like to promote on the podcast? Feel free. Uh, not really. I don't really do anything like media, like, social media or anything i mean i'm on facebook but outside of that i don't have a huge online presence cool no that's fair enough <laughs> it's fine um so usually we're like i'm like vicky do you have anything to promote she's like nah <laughs> nah nah because yeah. i'm i'm not giving out my um well i mean you can follow me on twitter if you want yeah. uh fanny von fabulous um, but that's me just basically screaming into the void and being a very angry socialist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, um, and you're not having my Tumblr ever. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm like Twitter and Tumblr. What is these things? What is what is what is social media? Yeah. 
And that is it for this week. Um, we will be back. It's time at the bar. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Still have to get a sound effect for Belle. I know, yeah. <laughs> I will do that. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar, or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.